Welcome to Between a Talk and a Hard Place, a podcast for women bringing you down-to-earth conversation about the realities of our real-life experiences. I'm your host, Lisette McKenzie, author, mental health advocate, self-discovery and mindset transformation coach, and self-concept connoisseur. From situations to situationships, I'll be bringing discussions about the challenges women face from day to day, but don't talk about enough as we navigate this thing called life. Welcome back to another episode of Between a Talk and a Hard Place. Life is such a beautiful and mysterious journey, even with all of its ups and downs, good and bad, it's still one of the most precious possessions you'll ever own. I'm sure we all strive to live a life full of intent and purpose, but it's not always easy finding the right path. Author Carol Pompey is joining me today to talk about her new book, Change of Habit, where she shares her very interesting journey, which includes becoming a member of a convent. I, and you know what, Carol? It all makes sense now because I've all I would and I would tell Shaniqua all the time. She's such an angel. I swear, what you chose what fit you perfectly. You listened. You went out on faith, and it was just perfect. It, it's you. It's like it's second hand for you. But we'll we'll get into that. So um, first, let me say welcome, um, and thank you so much for sharing your life story. Thank um, you. And I have to tell you that you are already a remarkable person in my eyes. Just just to give our listeners a quick background story, uh, I met Carol in person through our mutual friend and publisher, and I love her energy. I'm always telling her that she needs to donate her plasma to me so that I can be as vibrant as she is. <laughs> and now that I've read your book, it all makes sense. And it ties in so well because your spunk and spirit has been touched and nurtured by this journey. So you. you joined a convent. Carol, tell me. <laughs> how it did doesn't, this come it doesn't, about? It does, when you see the person, it doesn't tell that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I've been, no. since I've, I've been on this side, you know, um, I haven't said anything like I went into the job and I, I worked in education and, and, you know, I just went about my daily chores. And from the time I said, well, I never shared it with people, but when I say something, you know, they say something to me and I say, yes, I understand that. And, you know, when I was, and they said, what? <laughs> Next day, they started spreading it. You know, now I see why you like this, you know, you know, I said, I really don't share that, you know, people um, must get a sense of who I am. And sometimes when you do that too, people look at you differently Right. and people try to, you know, cover themselves. You know, I don't want that. I want people to be who they are, whoever, whatever I am, whoever I am, you know? So I never share those kind of things when I left, but you know, Oh my gosh. I, and, and you're right. You know, I never knew, but the type of person that you are, it, it's like, it's so easy to open up to you because you're, you as an individual are so warm and inviting and you're just authentic. <laughs> yes. So, and I'm like, and I, and I, I promise you, I would tell Shaniqua, like Carol is just too sweet. 
she is too sweet you are like you are the sweetest doggone person i know <laughs> then i read this book and i'm like you know what <laughs> it makes sense when you and said it, you were reading it with your husband yes. i said oh my god what is he gonna think i gotta hide from him <laughs> no he loved it he was like that's interesting when he saw the when he saw the cover he was like change of habit and then he looked at the picture he go he said huh he was like, I might have to read that one. So that, that's when I ordered, because he has his own copy. I ordered two. So he has one and I have one. And he really was genuinely interested in what he was reading. He sat in the recliner and I couldn't talk to him. I'm like, well, we were, because we were supposed to start reading it at the same time. And he started before I did. So I got mad at him, of course. <laughs> um, but he genuinely liked, he, he was genuinely interested in your story. Oh, nice. Thank you. Tell so, him I say thanks. Yes. So it, it's nice to hear um, a male, you know, perspective and li li like to hear that um, a male is interested in reading my book. Actually, what happened today, uh, Saturday night when I came, came in from work and I changing my, my little great nephew, there's, he is over here because his mom has something. So he came from mm -hmm. upstate. Mm -hmm. But he said, he came and he knocked. He said, Auntie Carol, there's a man outside to you. I said, a man? I don't expect anybody. And my head quickly think, uh, the only person I could think of is mm -hmm. the person who needed a copy of my book. You know, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. said, I'm going to support your book project. Mm -hmm. And he said that like about, we met in the pharmacy. He said that like about a month ago. And he came upstairs and he was ready. I forgot everything about it. He said, I'm here to get my copy. And I'm saying, <laughs> oh my God, this is the second male going to be reading my book. Yeah. And then I got to pass him downstairs now. Yeah. And he bought my book. That was like about 7.30 he came knocking. Mm -hmm. you know, he bought my book. And I was so amazed that the male, you know, want to read my book. Yeah. And I'm and, wondering, and I said, what? It's an interesting story, and it, and it's not it's not um, for me, um, and 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 from what my husband said, it's not. It didn't make him prejudge you in any way because I know some people when they get tied into their religion, um, some people become very judgmental, and they their spirit just doesn't speak as nicely as the religion portrays. Like you would expect someone who is following God's word to be this kind individual and some people are just not you know people go to church and they talk about each other and it, it wasn't that like everything about the book was you warm and inviting <laughs> and educational and I like the fact that you put um you broke down the terminology uh, because it was it was all new to me you broke down the terminology yes of what... i did because yes. yeah from my perspective um i i thought of my readers although like for me religion doesn't matter to me what matters is the person right and when i was writing i said you know coming from this perspective they will not know um, the kind of people who enter religious life, um, mm -hmm. you know, to live that type of life. I think the Anglican does it too, but mm -hmm. I will have to explain in details as I go along what every, um, along the journey, what it meant, like right. the books you read, the, the 
even when I was um, being clothed in the, the garment, I, I decided I would go into details. I took it exactly from the program. I don't know how I kept that program still, but I just came across <laughs> that program and I put it as it is. I know there were some little things that, you know, could have changed, but I said, no, I'm going to quote it just from the program. Right. But right. Um, every piece of garment was significant. And so I, as I went along, I explained so that the readers, if they're not Catholic, they would understand. Yep. And you did an awesome job. You, you did a phenomenal job. So you dedicated your, yourself to a life of servitude at a very young age. And yes. you did something that a lot of people are afraid to do. You left a place that you had, that you had called home mm -hmm. and went to another country. So you went from Guyana to Trinidad. Yes. To follow your calling. And here, me, it took me years just to move from one state to another. And you went to a whole nother country yes. at a young age. I, it, it, it's just so mesmerizing. So and whether you knew it or not at that time, that's what felt right to you. And you walked yes. in faith into this life. Yes. From, from that, you know, from very young like it, it like it, as as i said in in the church after i made my first communion and i made my my the, usually at 16 by 16 they consider you an adult to make your own decision whether you wanted to continue in this practice in the catholic church or whatever mm -hmm. religion you choose they consider like you're an adult now to make those decisions mm -hmm. and they would confirm you at a later age like 16 and mm -hmm. up okay. but you know we had a, a phenomenal um leader um the guy he was um no, no, the lady, she, she was so good. But after that program, there was another program they created for young people. And there was a married, marriage encounter couple who was in charge. Uh -huh. So their, their program was uh, geared towards the development of young people. And so it was like once a week we went to that program and we met all the other young people and it was fun they did a lot of things on development of the person and spirituality and all of that mm -hmm. that helped to shape you into your adulthood but there were so many things involved there like you know so many programs and you know we were at, at that age i was so like you know i'm a like outdoor person i i like oh, yeah. adventure and this was at 16? You were... Yes, I started at like 16. We, at 16 years old, we were sent. There was this religious lady. She, she was a sister from a different order. And she, was, she had loved the young people. And she created a program. And, you know, she came from a, a rich background because her brothers, they, were, they owned big shipping companies. So, like, when she called for money, they used to give it to her. Mm -hmm. um, and they know she was in the convent too. Mm -hmm. So she was serving God and they, you know, they, they supply her with money anytime. Right. Money wasn't a problem. So she took a lot of those funding and she funded programs for young people. And one of those programs was, um, they call it, she named it um, at that time, Young Apostles on the Move. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and she took it like like scripture you know when jesus called the disciples and they took nothing and they went out and do the work you know 
but she had young people. It was over, to, uh, just the other day we were talking, it's over like 300 of us. Wow. Sent out to different location of the country. No, Guyana is big country. Guyana uh -huh. is as big as England, you know. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. um, she would send you out. In fact, you know, you come together, you talk, she teach, they teach you little songs that you, would, you can, you know, do with people, t talk to them. And basically what you have is your Bible. You had a, a box with groceries and your knapsack with your clothes mm -hmm. of what you're going to wear. Wow. That was all you had wow. and yourself. And you, we were never uh, sent out like singly. We were sent out in threes and twos, depending uh -huh. on how, you know, how confident you are. Right. Like, and we, it spread out all over the country. And they were, let, let me, I think I went to about one, about four or five places, uh, different wow. places with different um, other youth members. Wow. And boy, those, those days were like, whew. And you, I, read, I had to do that again. I said, no way. You read, <laughs> I read you had to. So there was one, um, I guess it was a fail. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was sent, all I know from the mainland, the, the, oh the VO, God. from the we called Georgetown. We had mm -hmm. to travel by a speedboat across the largest river of oh the country. Oh my gosh. Speedboat with like only like six of us has been that boat. I, I mean, like us with along with other people. But I tell you, that boat used to be cutting the water like crazy. They had like two engines speed, when speed and like, wow. you know, it was like dancing on top of the water. And then you get to one side and then you travel again. Oh and then God. that wasn't our destination. We had to go to the other end of the, the, the country and then take another boat into the, what they call the river now. Mm -hmm. Now this river is like, you know, it's not as, it's not rough because mm -hmm. people live along the bank of the river. Mm -hmm. Now we, the, I think she chose those places because, you know, people at that time were not uh, have access. They didn't have access to priests and ministers mm -hmm. for years. Now we were one, according to the family I stayed with, uh -huh. they haven't seen a priest, a minister, or nobody from other, any church in wow. 10 years. Wow. And I remember the family. I, we, they, you know, there's a jetty there. We, they both pull up, uh -huh. you know. Uh, well, she organized all those things, you know, pay for all, all the trips in. We came out, like, I think it was two of us. And they, each person would drop off at different points. And two of us were staying there. I remember that. We oh, go, wow. But the family was so happy, happy. We gave them our box. Those were groceries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We gave them our grocery stuff. And, you know, they welcomed us. Mm -hmm. And they had kids. And she said, over oh, and she point, over there is the church, the school and the church. Over where? And I'm saying, how am I going to get over there? Because I can't swim. <laughs> my my other, uh, other young person, she can't swim either. But, and then they, they you know, they took our things and tell me where we're going to show us the room. They even want to give us their room. But we said, no, wow. this is yours. And, you know, they, all they had was a mattress. Two mattress, one for the kids and one for the, 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 the husband and wife. Mm -hmm. That's all they wow. had. 
and they say, you I'm gonna sleep here, you know. And we being, you know, we are campers. We that's how we we come. We sleep mm-hmm. anywhere. And we put on our stuff and they put the nets and everything in the night. But I, I, I remember distinctly when we got up in the morning, mm-hmm. the, 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 um, the toilet, you know, the toilets outside, uh-huh. we call those, what do we call it? Outhouse. Outhouses. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're both looking for bathroom. Bathroom? <laughs> There's no such thing like a bathroom. The bathroom is a river. Wow. The bathroom was a river. You had to go. The, the little kids, they would just flip over and in the in the water, they swing, 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 swim all over the place. They come out on, on the landing there, the, 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 the jetty there, and they soup up themselves and then they plunge again and they spin around. and they, they, That's their lifestyle, you know. The wow. father, the mother, everybody does that. That's a very humbling experience. Yeah, it was. And then you live according, whatever they cook, you eat. Whatever they do, you, you, you partake of that. And wow. during the day, we spent one week there. Um, during the day, they would take us over the river. The first day they took us over the river, they said, listen, don't put on no shoes and fancy thing, you know, put it in your bag. Just come in just like that. Don't put on nothing. Come in with your bare feet. And the little kids, they have no clothes on but a little pants uh-huh. and no shoes, anything. But guess what? They had everything in a bag, too. So that it wouldn't get wet. Right. So when we got on the other side, they say, they say, Miss Carol, you, you all could go in the church first or the school and put on your clothes and then we're going to come after. Wow. By the time we finish doing that, they, and there's always a pipe by the, by the church to wash uh-huh. the feet, uh-huh. go in and get our things in. And, you know, these little, little kids, seven years old. And we wow. would go in, but mind you, when we got in that church, they were all seated. You would never, ever think that they travel the way they travel because they were wow. well-dressed wow. and ready for the day to, for, to listen to what you have to teach them. So how did your fa- how did I, how supportive was your family uh for you to be so young and you're traveling and doing all these things what did they think about it Um it to me they, I was like most of the time I was out also you know mm-hmm. that, um one I was involved in the church mm-hmm. um from the time I confirmed. So I had a church, um, the youth group, I had the choir, I sang in the choir and I was involved. And many times we always, we, we used to go to camps a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was one of the, the beauty about um, my teenage years, you know, like I was all like adventurous every, mm-hmm. almost every month we went to a camp, mm-hmm. either with a church camp or the youth group camp or, you know, the group that I was involved in, the young apostles on the move, mm-hmm. you know, they had a camp too. And the camp used to be fun, fun camp. You know, mm-hmm. you learn about a lot of stuff. So most of the time, I'm not home. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not home. I, I, my mother says sometimes I could hardly see you. You only come home when you, you go to work, <laughs> you come home. Weekends, you're not home, you're gone. Wow. That's how I was, you know, but I know that my family is there, but you know, I gotcha. So what were some of the most difficult challenges? So you went from being this really adventurous person 
to joining the convent, you know, going over to to Trinidad, was was that adventure still there, or were you in a much more stricter environment? Oh, when I went there first, I went actually. I went first, and I spent a year there, almost a year, like nine months. Um, the reason I did that, I wanted to see, because the, the order that I joined, finally, um, I had joined one before and I spent a year there. And for me, I didn't change. Change in terms I did not see, like something deeper was missing. And uh-huh. I left. Uh-huh. After that year, I left and I went back home. And when I met that that. Um, religious sister uh-huh. at one of the retreats I went to and she shared all the different things about the order. I said, that's the order I want to be in because they have a variety of works. Uh-huh. You know, they had school, they had um, homes for um, girls and they had, they had a, a variety of things. They did a, lots and lots of social justice work and know they did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I said you know I can fit there because I like to do all kind of things so right. I can find myself in any part you know and what too I found that their spirituality their their spirituality was deep um and they were more like it was more like a humbling um experience they, mm-hmm. they, they went about like you know you know they, they, the fact that they had to not wear ordinary clothes and wear a habit every day. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're a soldier, you wake up and you put on this bra right. and that's how you went. So I spent a year, um, also I spent a year like trying to find out if this is really what I wanted. Right. Um, find, um, also work on some, you know, some aspect of my life. Like mm-hmm. For me, one of the hardest things that I had a problem with was forgiving people. You get mad with me, I'm done with you. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't want to even talk to you anymore. I, in fact, I, I don't even talk to you. It's like if you never existed. Right. <laughs> and I, I say to myself, you know, Carol, you got to change that. You got to work on that. And um, I don't know, too, like I had a problem, too, with being like, to me, I don't know if people saw me as too naive about situations mm-hmm. or it looked on my face that I'm a target or, or, or I mm-hmm. or just approach me or do, you know, want to do right. certain things. And, and, and like, to me, like I never, ever saw it. Mm-hmm. And I would go into situation and, and, and do things and then realize, no, Carol, you, you, you're in the wrong spot. And, right. and I, I couldn't figure out, you know, what it is that people see on me. And, I, and a typical example is like, I remember once I was learning, um, I was learning Spanish at the Venezuelan Institute. That's uh-huh. when I was in school. Uh-huh. I was a teenager then. And I remember I was in the advanced class. This was the last class, the advanced. Uh-huh. So you write the exam and then you had the practical and the practical was done by the ambassador himself uh-huh. or herself, whoever it was, the ambassador for the, you know. And I remember I went downstairs and I was there waiting and he started. So he, he, he the, the thing is, he would have a conversation with you in Spanish. You have to talk. Uh-huh. Now, this is the, the practical part. And he talking, but he's, he was asking me questions. So how are you? 
you're a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Like me in Spanish saying thank you. You know, right. like thinking this is part of the test. Right, right. And then he started putting his hand on my leg and rubbing it. Oh. And I said, this is not a test. That's not a test at all. And then at that moment, I got up and I woke oh. up. Never, ever turned back to do that exam. I never, ever went back there. Wow. And, you know, like similar little things like that used to be happening. And I'm seeing... No, Carol, something is wrong with you. Maybe you, you need to be something you need to do that will keep that you would see signs and, and these kind of things. You know? mm-hmm. If you're going into this life, you know, you're, you're all alone. You're going into something all by yourself. You got to mm-hmm. be strong. You got to know signs. You got to this. So I took that year off um, from work mm-hmm. and I went to Trinidad and the, the, the same uh, sister that I met, she was also a counselor. Uh-huh. And she told me, she said, girl, uh, God called people, is, people like you, God called, you know, he, he calls anybody and, and you are so sprightly in your own way. You are adventurous uh-huh. and uh-huh. he said he can take anybody and he can, he can put you into his, to do his work in so many different ways. And I said, you know, that's what I want. I don't want nobody to change who I am. Right. I, but at least I want to serve in this capacity. I want to be able to serve. And I, I heard so much about this order from what you have said to me. And this, I think this is where I want to be. So she said, you know, come and spend some time with us uh-huh. and see the works that we do and the life that we live. And if you're still interested, you can join us. Ooh, nice. And Ah, there was it again. I, I'm leaving, you know, I got to tell my family that I'm mm-hmm. going to Trinidad. I'm just going to see, see these sisters. And so, I mean, they were, you know, they were probably wanted to know what craziness I'm getting into, especially <laughs> my father. He always used to tell his stories that the nuns, you know, the nuns have boyfriends and they throw away babies and oh, my goodness. all these stories, you know, if wow. true, I don't know. But, um, I didn't care. I didn't listen to that because mm-hmm. I know what I wanted. It felt right to you. At that time, like, I, I, I just have my blinders from anything. I just was focused straight. Mm-hmm. I, like, was going after it like crazy. And I spent a year there working on myself, mm-hmm. um, learning about the, the different works that they do, mingling among them. You know, we stayed, mm-hmm. uh, there was another girl too. We stayed in a, um, they had another home. And they, to, in order to give us freedom if we want to go places and you know uh-huh. the country and stuff like that and we met we prayed with them in the mornings and you know sometimes they would have us go to the different homes and help and so learn about it in that way um, right. we went to a few things with them we mingle with them as well as they give us the freedom to learn about the country and meet people and make friends and so you know so in, in your book, I, I remember reading, um, you said that they didn't allow you to get close to anyone, like friendship wise, it, it oh. like they kept you guys separate. That's no, that's when we, we entered, when we joined, when I joined okay. the convent. Mm-hmm. Um, when I joined, when I went back after that year and a half, I think I spent a year home and then I decided, okay, this is where I'm going finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, once we are in training, um, they try not to, I don't know, I think, I don't know what, what, what was their um, idea or what experience they may have had, but 
they try if like you know it was like nine of us or, or 11 of us in in training mm -hmm. but you know sometimes you might be talking you might be closer to one you meet one and you get closer you know you share mm -hmm. same values or, mm -hmm. or something about it that click you know like you mm -hmm. have friends and you, you some people are closer than some right they don't allow that if they see that wow they will tell you about it they will tell you you're getting too closer be careful or um really your focus is is god and god alone and you know okay. um one of the things i remember is like we had to go into the tongue um sometimes if i'm driving mm -hmm. uh, and whoever's coming with me or sometimes you know you you like sometimes when we all going out they might have like two cars mm -hmm. so if my one that I know, there's one that I was close to because I get I met her when before when I went there to spend the year I met her so I knew her from then when I went back, so she was like um, her family was like my second family mm -hmm. because we were new to this country the country Trinidad and we didn't have any family so right. when when there was a holiday and they allow us to go out for the day, they would um. The, the um other girl she would take me with her to her family so i spend the day with them okay. and then we come back so you know so i know her from this so like if she was driving i said oh i'm coming i'm coming in that car the sister would come and say no you're going in that car the other car wow and that's how they would separate you or wow. if you know be in the if we're in the convent and you know some they going somewhere or they're gonna send somebody oh send it to us we can we can do it they said no wow are going but you will go with another the other one and that's how they do it so you had to adopt because you you were even now you're like a social butterfly to me you you're a social butterfly so this was kind of in a way restricting but it was also, it was just teaching you what self-awareness, just to, to be more mindful um, of who you are and, and the, the path you were choosing to take. Is that, is that what they were trying to do? Keep just to keep you focused on. I think it, yeah, maybe, maybe it was like that or like when a lot of us left, you know, mm -hmm. um, I tell them we need to write a collaborative book. <laughs> yeah, we got like about five of five of the Africans, uh, four of the Africans in in in, in the states here, and uh -huh. um, the Caribbean. They have the other Caribbean girls, uh -huh. but um, we don't know what they were thinking at the time. But um, they they if they see you too close up, you know, talking, sometimes mm -hmm. you could be having a conversation like, you know, sharing your, your, your experiences mm -hmm. or, you know, how are you coping in this life? Mm -hmm. You know, we might have a little discussion in the, sometimes we're in the library sitting down talking, you know, sometimes we don't want to talk to them, but we can talk to each other. Each other right. To each other. And, you know, they would come, especially the one who's in charge. She mm -hmm. said, um, what are you doing? I said, we we, we're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, um, have you finished your assignment? But I, I think you should go check your chores and see if it's clean. Wow. You know, that kind of thing. And, wow. you know, oh. at a certain time in the night, he, she, you could hear her steps through the corridor <laughs> looking to see if everybody in their room big, big grown people like us, you know. Wow. And that's how it is. Um, so how, they, long, uh, how long altogether, how long were you doing that? 
you were were you in that role in in a training the actual training for, from start to finish how because then you eventually you you left us you you had a change of habit right <laughs> <laughs> i love that title it's about eight years wow it's about eight years yeah wow from so, start to finish yeah so you left the convent um or change of habit um what influenced that particular change because honestly it's like it's still a part of you and i I, and i don't even i don't even know if it was the experience that brought it out of you or honestly i think it was just always in you because there's no way that you can be this authentic um in your kindness in in your just (laughs) just all around authentic and and sweet um I don't know what complimented the other more, <laughs> you know, there's no way you were obviously born with it. I'm going to just put that out there, but what influenced you to move on from convent life? Uh, one of the things that I saw in the convent, like, like I said, my other friend, she was more targeted than I was. Mm-hmm. One of the things like she was Oh, she was, she's vibrant. She's the kind of person who talks, you know, mm-hmm. or she would say to them outrightly, I don't think what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that being outright and outspoken. And right. to me, they don't like that. Gotcha. Um, they feel that you're not humble. And, gotcha. um, you know, you're, you're, you're answering back. You're not, you're not, um, Align with God's call and, and, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I saw a lot of those, um, mm-hmm. people being hurt in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, for me also, I realized even with her, uh, she was a training, a teach, going to teachers training college and she had to stop, uh, when she got to her second year, because the, the, the first year of the strict training where you can't work and you can't do nothing outside. Mm-hmm. And they promised her that after she made her vows, she's going to start back. And the year came and she didn't start. And she asked them and they said, next year we, we have, um, you need it in St. Lucia. They need, they, they have work in there and they don't have nobody. So we're going to send you to St. Lucia. And they sent her to St. Lucia and she didn't start her, finish up her, um, you know, training. And then when she came back, then they decided after much debate, they sent her back to finish up her teacher's training. And that length of time, she lost a lot of service to the government. Mm -hmm. She lost a lot of, um, you know, what she could have gotten Wow. As a teacher. Um, secondly, some for some people, I believe, you know, it, like it's in, 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 every, in every, any situation, you know, some, some, some people may favor you more than some. Uh-huh. And you look and see people are starting um, university. And what happened to me? Right. You know, when am I going to start? And for me, that for me is like, okay, if you're going to serve... Uh, in whatever capacity you have to be equipped because the kind of people that you meet, if you're not knowledgeable in the field, then you can't help them. And I remember I was in a place called hospice where the elderly 
Uh-huh. Uh, taking care of the elderly and the banks were right there. And uh-huh. people have issues, people have problems. Uh-huh. And there was a little house that the senior sister, she would go and sit there and people from the bank and all walks of life would come there to speak to her, just to have a conversation, just to talk about their problems. And I remember one day she wasn't well and they sent me, little me. <laughs> and I'm saying, Lord, what am I going to tell these big bank managers and all these people who come into this little hut? What am I going to say? What are they going to tell me? And what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they came and I, I, I don't know what, you know, they came and by the grace of God, because I, I drew from my strength, you know, what I know scripture from scripture and what I have read and the life that I have been living. Mm-hmm. And I was able to speak to them. And afterward, they didn't want her. They wanted to, the little, they wow. wanted that little sister. They wanted me, the little sister. They want to speak to the little sister. And things like that would be bring jealousy or, or they would think that you're getting too acquainted with people or too close up on the people, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And for me, um, if I can't help you and finish it to the end and see you grow from what, what I've, we've been sharing with each other, talking and helping you, then it doesn't make sense. And that is what happens. They can, if they see you too much doing too much and getting too much involved, then they say, okay, um, Carol, you going next, next month, we're sending you to St. Vincent, um, uh-huh. to the um, convent in St. Vincent, or we're sending you to the convent in Guyana um, wow. to do some work. And that's how you keep moving. And for me, um, you know, many times I think they were undone work that, you know, needed to tie up and finish, especially if you start a ministry and you can't finish it because they take you, they move you from here to there and everywhere. And to me, that hurts sometimes that I'm not able to help people to the end. And, you know, all the different things. And then when you're living in the convent, because I don't know, because we were young and vibrant. Uh-huh. you know uh-huh. they, they always seem like somebody watching over you and, and and taking back news about you that oh you're doing this or you you're being disrespectful to them and you know you might be just talking how you feel right and they would say you know you're you're being rude or, or they would say oh she's going out all the time and she's staying out late now they're reporting that to the people who's supposed to be um in charge who is overlooking you because what happened once you make your vows, you get like about three to five years to renew those vows every year. And at the end of those th- either three years or the five years, uh-huh. then you commit finally where you get your, your certificate from Rome that you're now uh, religious for life, uh-huh. you know? Wow. So, you know, they always, and they're the ones who would give back information whether the, the, the council should vote on you because they're going to be taking, like, you know, reporting on you. Mm-hmm. And I right. said, no, to myself, I said, this is not religious life. This is not how I want to live. This is not. Right. And I started thinking that, you know, I could do so much still, you know, be who I am and still do what I want, you know, help people. Because that was my whole thing, reaching out to people. I didn't care who they were, if mm-hmm. they were the doctor, the nurse, the whoever. Uh-huh. If I want to help you, I will help you. I don't care if you had money or you didn't have money. That is the person I am. And if I can't do that, well, then yeah. maybe I should step out and do what I have to do. 
and also I said, no, man, I'm getting older now. When am I going? When am I going to go to learn something that I could help people? Mm -hmm. When am I going to finish my studies? I said, right now everything is on hold because they want they want me go, to go work in the car and drive the car, go for groceries, go for that. I said, no, life means more than that. Right. And yes, yes. You know, if you're not for me, if you're not qualified enough in your field, then you cannot serve properly. You need wow. it also. Yeah. It's not all about not knowing. Yes, in the long old days, they used to do that. They, they right. have nuns who just come and enter. They didn't. And they, that was it. That was life for was, them. Yeah, all they did was clean and, and, and scrub the floors and all of that. That's a, those were olden days. This is modern time. Yes, you're living the vows, but you must live it in, in today's world. Right. Wow. You're not saying that, you know, you're going to do anything, but you must live it and enjoy it because you're knowledgeable to share with people when they come to you, whatever issues they have, you know? And so I think, you know, it could, I can step out and do that. And you have to be, I, I think, and I think that was like one of my biggest issues when it came to religious sectors, um, that they impose all of these restrictions, but everyone does not gravitate towards any one particular um, method of education. So you have, you know, there's so much that your personality can offer if, you, if, if it's all about helping. There's so much that your personality can offer, but if they're restricting you from using that, you're not going to reach the people who really need to hear from you. Like you, exactly. when you, when you went into the hut and you spoke to all those people and they wanted you, they wanted Carol because it was Carol. They didn't want it. They didn't want you because you were, you were just like that other person. That's why they didn't want her anymore because they resonated better with you. Yes, they had, you know, the people had loved the young people because we mm -hmm. were always vibrant and we mm -hmm. had so much to give, you know, everywhere we went. If, if I go to Trinidad now, people know me. If I go to Trinidad, they will still call, they will still call me Sister Carol. <laughs> because when we left, we, we had, um, I did a lot of projects when I left too mm -hmm. with my friend and some other, mm -hmm. another lady from another um another group and we did so much of work we got so many every christmas we got toys 200 this company would give us 200 wow. toys and 20 something gift hampers for the, to give out to the poor people and wow. they knew us we know all where these people uh, are we go and we talk with them we did programs with them we taught the kids reading. I even went and I did a, a reading program at the university. Mm -hmm. So I would be able to teach the, the, the uh, slow learners, they mm -hmm. call them there. Mm -hmm. And so when we go into the community, we would sit down wherever on their steps and everything and read for the kids and help them to read and all of that, you know. That's what, wow. you know, to me, that was reaching the people. And it's from the heart. It's not yeah. forced. It's not... You know, it's not no, stuffy. It, it doesn't no time stamp on it. I could go yeah. back whenever I want. I could stay as long as I want. You yeah. know, there was no restriction of where are you so long? Where, what have you been doing? Right. And whatever, you know, it's like they always think that you're doing something different. Wow. When in truth and fact, you were just 
helping people. You were just being you and reaching out. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that because, you know, like to me, they like to see you not say too much, be quiet, shake your head yes to everything. Yes. Wow. yes even though you know what, they, you know, at a time sometimes, why don't you shut up for you? What, <laughs> you know? You, it's like you swallow a lot of things. Like, like I said in my book, in my mind, I said it to you. In my mind, I said it to you. I may not say it loud because, mm-hmm. because I took a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Mm-hmm. I actually said it to you in my mind because that is what I want to say to you, but I will say it out loud. But when I walk away from you, after you say what you say, I said, you know, in my mind, to help wow. you. Wow. And to me, it was, you know, it, I, I wanted to be free. And not free as in to do whatever I want, but I wanted to be free to be able to help people right. in the way I know best. And, and the way that it, works, the way that they need. Yes. And that is what I did. I did not regret. I did not regret going to the convent and I didn't regret leaving. If you ask me if I would go back there, hell no. <laughs> I say, been there, done that. You know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I learned a lot. I must say I learned a lot. A lot. Um, this spirituality is very, very deep. Mm-hmm. I enjoy waking up at five o'clock in the morning and go down to the chapel where it is quiet and you hear the birds buzzing mm-hmm. all around you out in the garden and you you meditate for one whole hour and then you go straight into prayer. I love their prayer. I love their prayer. And after mm-hmm. that, you have the Eucharist, the priest come and you get a Eucharist mm-hmm. and you know, you go on to your daily work. Um, I think, you know, they could have taught a lot more um, right. to enhance the development of the young women mm-hmm. and, you know, to make them more um, equipped um, apart from even spirituality. Most of the things right. I could say, yes, I, I learned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Some I learned on my own because I did mm-hmm. a lot of reading too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. You know? So what's next for you? Are you going to be coming out with another book? <laughs> I'm working on a journal right now. Okay. Um, because um, there was something in the book that, you know, if I had put it in there, it was going to be colored and then it would have mm-hmm. had to use the whole book would have had to be colored uh-huh. as I understood. So I decided, okay, I was encouraged to do the journal separate um, yeah. on my, probably my 11th art piece. Um, so put into my journal because what I did I in in that year that I spent working on me mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was but I later found out that it is called abstract art uh-huh. but um what I used to do when I couldn't write I used to scratch I used to use colors, colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. and I used to be doing it like crazy depending on what was going on if I was angry you would see all the colors going here why and different things <laughs> and I never knew what in the end when i spoke to my counselor and she said oh you're doing you 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 can you explain your drawing or, or your colors i 
she said what was this what does this mean and i would say she said why did you put that color why did you make it goes that way and i you know i had different emotions right and i would say you know i was really angry and then we would go through it and why were you angry what happened at this point and we talk about it but i found that the abstract art was a way for me to do something of what how i feel Uh and i can leave it and nobody wouldn't really know what i did there right unless i explained it to them and so i decided to put my art separate um my abstract art Uh and a little about it and so i'm working on the journal for you know for that great i can't wait to see that (laughs) great Well, thank you so much, Carol, for coming on and sharing this phenomenal story. I'm still on the fence about whether or not you brought it to the convent or if the convent brought it to you. But overall, I, I will tell you every day that you are inside and outside just a beautiful beautiful person (laughs) so i thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story um what did you guys think about the story join the facebook group or our instagram page between a talk and a hard place and let me know